Hello, and welcome to Erica Blueberry. It's the spooky season in Destiny, Festival of the Lost Time. Uh, I forgot to mention, we are an unassuming Destiny podcast. This is now episode 10. Uh, I am full of fried rice and a half of a beer. I am good to go. Uh, my name is Chilibin. I'm three energy drinks deep and half a strong zero. My name is Maggie. Yes, good. <laughs> completely threw you off there with with the energy that i brought i think it's um, like that's the next three weeks yes Spooky intros i'm thinking about it i'm going to progressively like add more skulls and dark things to what i wear on the show and then we'll we'll see how it is by the by the final week um anyway it's a well it's it's i, I it's a big week but more that there's a lot of things to do that we have been enjoying a lot and we've spent like a day and a half with it um we should probably, before we dive into the Festival of the Lost stuff, uh, the whole Forsaken and Tangled Shore getting vaulted thing, that came out the day after we recorded the last episode. As a, it does. Yeah, a bunch of people had some really shitty opinions on that. Um, I, I think I know where you stand on this, and it's similar to me in that it's fine. Like, I haven't really touched it in a long time um i i i'm also as i mentioned before someone who works in software development and i understand why they need to vault things and they have to have numbers to back up the fact that no one is fucking looking at forsaken right they're they're not going to vault things that people are actively engaging in no yeah, which is why like the Dreaming City is staying, Last Wish is staying. Um, what else? There's, there's other Nessus. things. Yeah, there's other things that were introduced with Forsaken that are not going away. The armor, the weapons, all that stuff. They're basically just removing a location, um, which allows them to save a bunch of disk space because they're introducing another one with Witch Queen. Um, it becomes you know less things that they need to maintain which means that patches are really fast and they fix a lot of... They fix... Destiny is at the point now where they fix so many things, they can't gather all the information to put in the patch notes and they have to keep issuing tweets to say, oh, we missed this one, but we've actually fixed it. Like yeah, that, that was yeah. something they mentioned today on Twitter. It was like, oh, no, that actually got fixed. We just forgot to mention it because there's so many people making all these fixes, we couldn't keep up. <laughs> yeah, DMG said something about like there are so many teams working on so many things yeah. that sometimes the pipeline doesn't get fed down in time for the TWAB. Yeah, and look, there's ways to solve that problem. I'm sure they're trying to. Um, you can automate the generation of patch notes in various ways anyway. Um, I, I will be sad to lose the, the nightclub loss sector. Um, oh no, well, fuck that song. No, but I'd see... I. There's two things I like about it. One, you can still listen to Hope for the Future, the weird Paul McCartney song that was from like D1, I think. Um, but also you get to hear a weird bluegrass version of like the main Destiny theme. And I love that so much that that exists. But that all happens in the first room in that Lost Sector. The rest of it can go away. <laughs> Bungie release a vinyl EP of just those two songs. <laughs> Oh, no, I want them to like keep progressing with the actual vinyl collector's editions they put out because they haven't touched Destiny 2 yet. All they've done is D1 stuff, and mm. I'm someone who has like the first two editions they've put out. Um, resale value on those things is insane. Uh, but yeah, I want more of that on vinyl. I want D2 music on vinyl because I think I have more of an attachment to that. Anyway, Tangled Shore going away. Uh, there was something else about it that I've now forgotten. Oh, yeah. the One of the ideas I, I saw a few people campaigning behind was this idea of, like, let us download and choose what content we're playing. Like, almost like they want to have the Forsaken campaign as, like, this archived closed box thing that they can just launch and play through. Um, there's a few reasons why that's kind of a, a shitty thing to ask for. One, you haven't played it in three years. Why do you all of a sudden want to want to touch it now? Two, it is then still a thing they need to maintain and ensure that is balanced against everything else. Like, if the power curve in Destiny runs away from a like locked version of the Forsaken campaign, 
and you go back in and you're super overpowered. Like that's that's not fun. It's not fun. It's not challenging. It to me it feels like uh you haven't played with these toys in a while, so we're going to throw them out. Yep. And then all of a sudden the kid's like, no, I play with this. I play with this yep. all the time. And I then all of a sudden, every time you walk past their room, they're sitting on the bed like, see, I play with this. And I, like, I saw at least one dad on Twitter make that exact comparison this week of like, yeah. you, you weren't playing with this. Let us get rid of it because it's actually, everyone's tripping over Let it. Up. Yeah. Um, so look. I get it. People have attachments to Forsaken because Cade died. Whatever. I don't think he's that interesting of a character. Spoiler alert. Whoa. Yeah. Speaking of spoiler <laughs> alert, the sidearm that says somebody's going to die. Maybe the person that is going to die is just the spider. Maybe that's what that's in reference to. Maybe it's actually quite simple. It's not some like weird thing that's going to be this huge reveal. It's like, well, the Tangled Shore is going away. Maybe they're just finding a way to like tie that bow nicely. I don't know. Nuke spider from orbit. Yeah, maybe, maybe Crow just walks in and he's like, hey, actually, fuck you, and just mercs him. That would be all right. And then Glint can sing him to sleep, which was from this week. That's so good. <laughs> anyway, unless you've got more on the, like, Tangled Shore Forsaken vaulting saga, I don't know what else to call it. I think, I think, uh, The discourse made me a little bit toxic this week because uh, someone was having a big rant about it and pretty much going off at Bungie and calling them every name under the sun and I just responded with die mad. Yeah. Yeah, like they need to do it so that working on this game is it's sustainable. Not worth getting upset over. Yeah. It's a digital place in a game. Oh, yeah, that was that actually... You you that... don't fucking play because this Bungie have obviously looked at the spaces that are not being utilized yeah. and gone, well, fucking no one's doing Tangled Shore. Yep. And that was the other really big important point that I saw brought up a couple of times. Um, the terms of service that Destiny players agree to actually state that they can remove things from the game at will. And yeah, you and agree to those terms to play MMO. the game. It's normal for an MMO. Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen takes shit in and out of the game all the time. Wow yeah. does. Like Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, oh, why are you doing this? It's like, hey, we put out a fucking article explaining the vaulting process a year ago. I Go paid read. for this content, so it's technically Oh yeah, that was one. It's technically yeah. stealing and if you're going to remove content, you need to actually refund it. No. No. You you bought a license to a piece of software. And you're not using it, and they not need to even, remove it. Not even in Australia, where we have consumer law. Yeah, that doesn't hold up. Is it covered? No. So, like, yeah. People get, are just being like, big babies. It's these kinds I, of I things always some, bring out yeah. the shitty pocket of the yeah. community that are just all you can do is roll your eyes at them. Yeah, tell I, them to stay like, mad. I understand some amount of frustration, but it's it's to me well for me that manifests as like uh yeah i kind of like that story i'm sad it's going away but i've had my time with it and if i really wanted to um on my my hunter i've barely done the forsaken campaign there's most of it still there to do my warlock i don't think i've done it at all and you've got a while to do it yeah and they also to. have said that they're going to make it free before they take it away so that people who say have picked up destiny as a free-to-play game they have a chance to experience that story hmm. before it's removed. Cool. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's the thing, <clears throat> too. It's like... What else do you want? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as you know, it's very easy to make me cry. Mm. And it's like... I cried when I first played Forsaken. And then I cried when I had to replay it before Beyond Light because I'd rolled a new character. Right. And I just never did Forsaken. And everyone in the group was like, you have none of the good stuff from Forsaken. Go fucking do Forsaken. And I was yeah. like, fine. Yeah. And I cried then. But there was like a year and a half between yeah. the first time I experienced it and this time. Yeah. And also- it's like, how like, many times can you see Kay die? Yeah. Well, per character, once. 
I found this out this week because like there was a couple of things that are like hidden emblems and stuff that you can pick up while doing the campaign and if you finish the campaign you literally cannot replay it because they've stopped doing like daily story mission rotations right yeah so people who have put hours and hours into this game and are sad that it's going away unless they delete a character and start again or create an old account and buy the game again they can't replay it like what I don't even really understand the argument from that side anymore of like every point that they have is just like come on dude <laughs> this isn't it that's and they're all they seemingly like no one has and I think it's it's because it's one of those things it's like the moment emotion gets involved the argument is just yeah because no argument I've seen online for keeping it or against vaulting has a logical no foundation or like a logical yeah uh, like me like meaning behind it or intent behind it because everyone who's like yeah vaulting happens at least mm. they're not sunsetting weapons anymore like that's fine they you know, pull one out for my boy parcel of stardust though holy shit <laughs> they um someone who is like yeah vaulting's whatever it sucks but it's whatever will come along and present a well thought out argument that's just like look they need to do this for a reason yeah they've obviously looked at the data and forsaken just isn't being utilized it's dead space yeah we could use this space for new content and then the people who are like no keep for they usually spiral and it ends up in ad hominem and it's like oh you don't actually understand why you're angry you're just angry yeah you think you've got you're getting yeah. a toy taken away from you and you're lashing out and that's yeah. probably the most frustrating thing. And it's really like if if Forsaken is important to you and it's the story that got you into Destiny or that you connected with, I understand it sucks that it's going away. But like you've played it one to three times. Yeah. And it's also on YouTube. Yeah, just go watch like a cutscene. It's like rewatching a movie. Yeah. Like go watch K die in your free time. Like yeah. I don't understand why you want to watch that cutscene over and over again. But like, homie. Yeah. Read the law. Read the books. Yeah. Watch yeah. the YouTube videos. Like, yeah. In the in the scope of Destiny lore, they're not actually taking that much out because, it, no. like, we're at a point where it's like, oh yeah, Cade was a thing. Cheeky reference here and there, but like for the most part, the story and then ultimately everyone within the tower has moved on. Yeah. It's so also time for the player base to move on yeah, also, like it is also that thing right like <laughs> welcome to grief yeah if if somebody is coming to destiny for the first time at the moment there's like weird references to Cade in ways that's like i feel like i should understand this but there's no way to explain it to me unless i go back and buy forsaken and i don't want to do that because it's like three-year-old content i don't even like what <laughs> even if you did that you don't really have the same momentum and build-up no, to you don't bond know who with Kate is and he dies in the openings of that campaign yeah like <laughs> you did you don't have the time to yeah. connect with Cade like some of the og players or the older players yeah. have like i like Cade. i mean i i like him because he's annoying but mm. that's me yeah for me I'm he annoying. goes just a bit too far into the annoying side of that spectrum i'm like actually he can fuck off <laughs> Like, yeah, no, like thank you. there there are parts where I I admit he rides the anti-hero line and then falls mm. off. Yeah. But like he's funny, he's sassy, he's whatever, you know, he's sure. the every every story needs that like cowboy renaissance character, you know. Yeah. But I mean, he died. Yeah. Actually move Shit on. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and so the 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 point I was sort of leading to was like once they remove that story and basically any tie to the character of Cade other than a little plaque in front of Zavala, um, they can kind of like let that baggage go and they can build more stories, you know? Like there's years more of Destiny 2 to come. Maybe just let them do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would say too, like the storytelling and the world building is right now in a better place than when Forsaken came out. I would say it's the best it's ever been. 
like sure forsaken campaign great story on its own outside of that it, it was kind of there wasn't much else going on that was yeah was, and admittingly, yeah. like if the data I was looking at on Twitter today, I wish I'd linked it. Some dude was like, "Hey, you realize a shitload of people dropped off during Forsaken, right? Like they yeah. played the campaign and then they dropped the fuck off." Yeah, yeah, because like, that's when the complaints that it was tedious and it was the same thing over yeah. and over again. The gameplay started itself coming. was actually not that engaging mm. at the time. Those seasons weren't great. Yeah. Like, um. There's a whole conversation there about like the influence of Activision on Bungie's direction and how they quickly moved to get out of that arrangement. Um, and Forsaken was kind of... Judging by... Forsaken was kind of like the big pillar of that relationship, right? Like, um, if you look at the last year of, of Destiny 2, that, like, from Beyond Light on, that was kind of like them really hitting their stride as a fully independent studio. I think Beyond Light was like the first big piece of work they delivered after going independent again. Yeah, I was just I was just checking that. Yeah. Yeah. Um and since Beyond Light it's just been like building constantly to the point where it's at now where I am legitimately going to read all of the Festival of the Lost storybooks because the lore has been so well delivered in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, actually. The uh the way that they're using the uh Festival of the Lost lore entries mm. to link where they left us and obviously after Festival of the Lost where they're gonna pick up is really great. Yeah. I'm I haven't collected all the pages yet. I think I'm up to Luna One. But like right. what I've read so far is kind of giving us these like ooky little stories. Yeah. But there's also really important lore laced kind of in the background of that especially surrounding like glint yeah so it's like it's really interesting to see how they're they're interweaving they're not leaving us completely high and dry with this season's story they're kind of sprinkling in bits yeah that that's always my my feeling with these the... with these seasonal events is it kind of feels like let's put everything on pause ignore what you were just doing last week it's christmas like no that's it's always really jarring, I find, especially with like the solstice stuff, because it's like you go from all the super engaging story content on a weekly basis, and it's like, hey, jump around in the air for a bunch and collect these boxes you don't give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and to me, actually, like you probably caught some of it on stream. I love the way they've refreshed Festival of the Lost. Okay, yes, let's properly get into it now. I'm done with being salty about idiots on the internet. I want to it's talk just, about Festival of the Lost properly. It's yes, so good. It's so good. It feels... I see a lot of people complaining about it, but no. To me, it Why? feels... It's great. I don't know. It's been haunted fucking forest for two years. And they're doing yes. some different things with it. And to me, it feels like a whole new event almost at times. Yeah, you've got these I'm spooky like... fucking pumpkin boys just spawning out of nowhere. I love it. There's new music in the tower. Oh, yeah. It's like... I don't know if it's new music, but I don't remember the Festival of the Lost music that prevalent, much. prevalent, at the very least. Yeah. It's more prevalent. But it's whimsical. It's got like that... Uh, I was describing it to a friend the other day. The other day, yesterday. <laughs> or a day the in. Day. The other day. Yeah. Um, it feels like... The music feels like... Disney Channel Nickelodeon Halloween movie special. Yeah. It's got like that whimsical kind of like theremin synthesizer. It's it's not quite as like grimy feeling as like our real monsters. It's like Beetlejuice. Like it's got like that whimsy to it. And I love it. It's so good. That's my kind of Halloween is like goofy, tacky, whimsical. Yeah. Halloween, and like I'm, that's that's I'm, what I'm I love. Also, about really enjoying the fashion that's going on uh, within our within our clan of like people making these spooky builds and the tr- fucking thank fuck for the transmog system because man, it's fun. Just like I'm, I'm gonna actually like you have to send me a photo of whatever your current spooky build is because I'm actually so proud of the one that I've done of like my orange and black pumpkin headed man 
Well, I I'm gonna, started I'm put pictures in here. Uh, I'm going to hope that I don't forget in the edit. <laughs> so sorry if I do. <laughs> I started with my spooky deer. Mm -hmm. So that's the stag helmet with a whole bunch of just black torn up robes, which is super yeah. easy when you're the warlock. Um, you know, there's like a whole bunch of transmogs that you can do to yeah. achieve that. Um, I started with substitutional alloy, and then I think a I classic. threw on my go-to. Yeah, I, you you were because outside not a fan. of Halloween, I'm the trash deer. Yeah, you were not a fan of what I did with my ship, though. Oh, yeah. So I got the one. I think it was from the last year's Festival of the Lost, where it's like the classic Arcadia jump ship, but it's wrapped up like a mummy. <laughs> And then I, I forget which shader I put on it, but it looks like it's crusty. It looks, it looks like there's rust in the in the bandages wrapping the ship up. It's, like it's disgusting. Old blood, like yeah, it's yeah. crusty. Yeah, that's what it is. It's no. I think good. I described it as crunchy when you, you first. I was like, it looks crunchy. Yeah. Um, and then I unlocked the Varix masquerade hood uh -huh. and now my character is cosplaying as d1 varics like Very green and good. gold robe d1 varics yes for now. send me photos of that and i will slam them right here in this episode and we might not get picked for bungie's fucking destiny fashion magazine but damn it if i'm not going to put these on the internet that's fine our <laughs> our fight team looks cute as heck when we're all yes. together Yes. Um, another fire team member has the penguin helm at the moment, and oh, I know he's dressed as a penguin for a little bit. Yeah. Wait. Uh, as in penguin that shows up in the Batman movie in <laughs> the tuxedo. No. Uh, he's dressed like the penguins <laughs> that you get. The penguin, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think he did a sweeper bot cosplay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I I also I'm very thankful that tomorrow is payday for me because there's a lot of things in the store that I want and I'm losing my mind. I am definitely going to get I at least that. I'm going to, I'm probably going to get at least one of the dinosaur armor sets because oh, they're so good. <laughs> I care not for dinosaurs, only skitter scatter. Oh, the, the spider sparrow. Bring me. Oh, only that that is all i want from this season oh that thing is the goofiest thing i think i've seen and i love this I game for it hoarding my bright dust yeah. because apparently next week, it might be it might be coming in next week for bright dust so I there's a there's a website you can dust. you can check that i think it's today in destiny they've got like an eververse calendar and it will tell you legitimately like which week something is going to be on sale for bright dust yeah. Well, the homies, the homies figured it out for me. Oh, one, yeah. of, one of our, one of our uh, clan members were like, if it wasn't coming up for Bright Dust, I was going to buy it for you anyway. I was like, right, you're going to get that thing, yeah, because it's like I it's got the legs on the side. When I first saw and it, and it's like doing the the leg mov movement unless you're boosting, and then all the legs fly behind it, like they like out the back, like it's Naruto running with eight legs. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I'm crying thinking about I'm now like reimagining that fucking clip from your like you you're finally back into streaming oh, you open it up on I day one of Festival of the Lost and then you you go to the store and just watch that and watch that ship and how it moves and just lost it I think I spent three minutes watching <laughs> just playing with that ship in the preview just crying yeah I was yeah. crying on stream, laughing at it. It's, it's so great. I had it's... a visceral reaction to the goyster shell. Oh yeah, my 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 clambit. <laughs> this is more. Mm. Y'all thought I was in love with the goyster shell. Yeah, and it's dumb little googly eyes. <laughs> well, I mean, I used the jingle jangle sparrow until. March. Oh yeah. Yep. Singing Christmas carols into the voice chat for <laughs> six months every time I used it. Even the in DSC. The worst. Like people like people who leave their Christmas lights or trees up until like February. It's like Me. stop. I didn't have to take down any of my ghost decorations on my stairs because they've been up since last October. Oh, well that's that's handy. 
real estate is like, when are you taking them down? I'm like, joke's on you. I'm not. Yeah, this house is haunted now. Get fucked. I genuinely, I want to recreate the uh, the little ghosties mm. that you see around the tower and oh, in, like the, in the uh, weird hidden haunted room? sectors. Yeah. And the haunted sectors. I am currently in the process of purchasing uh, purple fabric. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, trying to get up close views of the patterns on them. Mm. And then I've got to figure out how to do the eyes, but I will be building a few yeah. of those. I think okay. that's my next cosplay project is well, building those. Let me know if you need like a 4K screenshot of that shit up close. <laughs> I, can, I can help you out. <laughs> my god uh um in terms of like yeah the, the actual event itself um so it's haunted lost sectors which i'm pretty sure it's is, so fun it's just a rotation of three um but you're going through like killing it's it's really weird you like kill a bunch of enemies and then there's a bunch of spawn locations where you have to stand in a portal you summon what's called a headless one uh which is a big tall man with a pumpkin for a head and t- has a lot of health and you kill him and he, then you go do another one and then you just rotate until the timer runs out. I think we were hitting at about nine or 10 pretty comfortably per run. And then you spawn like the boss for the lost sector. And then you have to go like kill a headless one so that he drops pumpkin charges. And then you have to pick up the pumpkins and throw them at the boss to break the shield. You do that three times, kill it. Classic destiny shit. Part. Best part is that the headless ones explode into paracausal candy. They do. There's a lot of like fucking a candy. big pinata. Yes, they really are just pinatas with legs. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Oh, and it man. feels fresh, and that's and it's like I'm not a f- festival of dawning. Yeah, this is the Christmas Chrishonic. Yeah, the Kwanzaa dawning. One. The dawning. Yeah, the dawning. Uh, it's a little bit of everything. It's Chrishonic Kwanzaa. <laughs> Chris um, Maka, to to quote the OC, who am I? <laughs> a millennial. Hi, yeah. Um, I usually don't look forward to that one. I tend to yeah. I tend to get my dumb sparrow or whatever is stupid at the time, as I yeah. do, and then I'm good. I yeah. don't really do the activities. But I feel like Festival of the Lost is much more your everyday brand, so you want all that shit a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I'm excited to see what they do with it, actually. Mm. If they've refreshed Festival of the Lost, I'm really hoping they give um, Dawning the same treatment. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. Um, the thing that I found, and like thinking back to last year's Festival of the Lost, the Haunted Forest stuff, just doing a run felt like it dragged on for so long because like you'd have to get like seven branches deep into a run to really get the good loot. And if you got paired with some blueberries that didn't really have the right build, didn't really know what they were doing, you might get to five. And it was just such a grind. Whereas mm. this, it's like, it's basically a playlist activity and one activity is one loss sector. You're in and you're out within like, I don't know, five minutes. It's, 15 at it's most, just, it's so, it feels quickly. so much like snappier to do it. And there's just it, enemies everywhere. So there's just always shit to do. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. The forests felt tedious. Well, because it was also every they felt every like branch, a crunch. Yeah, every branch got progressively harder. So by yeah. the end of it, you've got like no radar, ammo is scarce. You have to stand in a healing pool that you only spawn by killing things. Otherwise, you don't regen health. It's like they would stack more and more stuff on it, like it's a nightfall strike. Yeah, it, just, it got it felt really brutal. Whereas this is just like I don't know, man. Go have fun. Blow up the pumpkin man. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? And there's different ways you can approach it too. Yeah. Like one one run, you you and I and another teammate were splitting up and doing the ritual points separately. Yeah. Or you can just do the cycle. There's yeah. different ways think, to do them. Whereas the forest didn't them, really have that. Yeah, the forest was definitely like there's a right way to do this, um, especially in the era of breach and clear. Um, actually, it was no, that was it was a year ago, so it wouldn't have been that. It would have been. Oh, uh, what was the move then? I can't even remember. Probably would have been like Xeno. Lament wouldn't have been out, would it? October. Anyway, 
there was definitely like a right way to do them so that you got as far as you could into into mm. the forest. But there was yeah, there was one that we were doing I think last night where we would run around and make sure that we had three headless ones up and then we would just move around as a group and kill them and then just kind of like get this nice little rhythm going. Like we weren't even really like strategizing, it was just what happened. And it yeah. dif- it differed from lost sector to lost sector. But it was fun. Depending on how they're structured, yeah. 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 It feels fun. Yeah. It feels fresh. It feels fun. I feel like they're being a lot more they're allowing their design team to be a lot more uh, like out there with their yeah. event designs now. Yeah. Like when have we seen like a, a dynamic sparrow? Yeah, not like that. Like that? Not a sparrow with legs. <laughs> yeah, like how often do we get something like that? Yeah. And it's like all I can think of was the dawning where yeah. you had the jingle jangle and, and it, it would like, drop glimmer. Yeah. But that was only active during the event. And it had a little bell. Like oh, you know what I just thought of? Sparrows make different noises when they go backwards. What noise does the spider make when it goes backwards? I hope it makes like a like a scratchy noise. Yeah, because like the micro mini makes like this high pitched ding sound when you're backing up. Uh, what what sound does the spider make when it throws it back? Uh, <laughs> no, because now I'm thinking of the spider. And- okay, the spider sparrow. No, that's still... I don't remember what it's called. Anyway. Um, get a scatter. Get a scare, I think it is. Either way, it's fun. It's pretty good. Um, there's also like some pretty fun and interesting voice lines coming through as you're doing the activity. Pretty yeah. much all of it is from Glint. A lot of Glint. Yeah. It's just like... A lot some... of Glint spelling, telling spooky stories. But also, like, talking about how he sings Crow to sleep at some point. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But it's happening. I, like, I'm waiting until I get all of the lore pages unlocked before I start reading any. Because I don't want to, like, get to a point and be like, ah, oh, fuck, I've got to go do an hour's worth of grinding to to drop some more pages so i want to wait until i've got all of them so i don't know what's in there i know that at least two or three pages have sent a few people into fits of laughter um and i can't wait to get to those yeah i read a few and then realized like i should probably be doing the same thing just to enjoy the story yeah unless Um, you're like you know unlocking them at kind of a steady pace where you can keep it all kind of in your head. Um, I kind of struggle with that more lately than I used to of like reading part of a story and then remembering what I read previously when I come back to it. Mm. Maybe that's just, you know, pandemic brain, panini brain, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm going to wait until I get them all. Then I'm going to sit down and read a whole bunch of, yeah, read a whole bunch of books inside a video game. Like it's Skyrim. I want to do a destiny book report. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd be down for that. You can reenact the the what is it? The community theater law entry, uh, Oryx and the Nightmare Daddy, or whatever it's called, where it's like a three and a <laughs> half act play. Way back in like one of the Leviathan law books, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a throwback, <laughs> but it's in there, and it's weird. <laughs> I love when Bungie does like they just throw a chunk of weirdness at you and then go yeah have fun processing that yeah it's completely <laughs> unrelated but we just wanted to get it out of our system which is I guess like the tagline of this podcast largely unrelated we just had to get it out of our system <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway um festival of loss have we missed anything it's, it's no, I mean I it's, it's only just come out this week we've kind of dinosaur works right dinosaur ornaments a lot of the same shells and emotes that we've seen um except for the calavera cavalera calavera calavera i think it is that shell is beautiful i'm going to spend money on that because the the fact that it it honors a lot of latino and mexican art styles Mm. but also it's just a beautiful shell yeah and the and a lot of thoughts gone into it like i've been playing with it in the preview and the way it picks up different shaders is right it's like every shader brings a new life to the design yeah, like they, different aspects of the design get highlighted they and also it's published that gorgeous whole, that whole interview with the um 
person that designed it too. So yeah, yeah that was really cool. Beautiful. Um, and I've noticed, I don't know if he did it, but I've noticed a lot of the same artistic influences on the pumpkins this year in the tower. If you walk around and have a look, mm. a lot of the similar, similar art style, there's a lot of painted pumpkins around. Yeah, I haven't noticed those, but all I thought of was the giant pile of toilet paper next to the drifter. And I still have questions about that. He would hoard. Why? Resale, homie. Yeah, he is the kind of guy to hoard it. Yeah, you're right. I was just thinking he was a very stinky boy that needed just to poop a lot. Turn quick, <laughs> turn a quick buck. But like most people that tried that shit, he can't move it because he's got too much product and everybody can just buy it at the store again. And so he's just stuck with all of this toilet paper he paid too much for. Real idiot hours. It's the drifter. Unless, unless it's, uh, you know, the whole American trick or treat and TPing. Well, that, that was, Maybe it's I that. think that's more likely what they were going for. But Toby's I'm trying to go TP the tower. <laughs> I'm trying to read into it some real anti drifter <laughs> sentiment. <laughs> I think he's a weird, stinky mouse boy. See, I just go scumbag. Yeah. I just like my headcanon is he's a complete scumbag. So every other headcanon yeah. thought I have after that is just big scumbag. I was a piece of shit boy. <laughs> Get rid of him. But also Gambit's okay. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, playing a lot more Gambit now that we can get candy and pages from well, it. Well, also it's uh, double infamy week, which really helps for people like me that are trying to guild a dredging or two. Um, I'm very close. Yeah, how's that going for you? Uh, I've got literally one triumph to go, uh, which is the get wins and Gambit triumph. I'm up to uh, 39 out of 50. So I honestly think I'm going to get it done this week. Um, yeah, easy. Because I, when I posted this image into the the Discord yesterday, I was at 33 out of 50, and that was what time of day? It was like just before 8 p.m. I was going to say because we ran a few gambit matches yeah. last night as well. Yeah, and we got a few wins out of it. Yeah, so kind I, of dunked on a few teams. Felt oh terrible for about two seconds. See, and okay. Then didn't. So when I booted up the game <laughs> yesterday. It was like, it was right after I finished work. I was like, okay, I'm just going to get in a, a little a little bit of stuff kind of around dinner, around walking the dog, and then just kind of chill. Um, my f I was like, okay, I'm just going to do three Gambit matches, get my pinnacle, put it in the vault probably because I'm at max power. But did my did two actually before I had to go and walk the dog. But the two matches I went into, my team was four solo queue players up against four stacks and we stomped both of them and oh, i was no. just like am i good at gambit now <laughs> usually in gambit a four stack wins against solos usually that's a pretty safe bet yeah but man i was having towards the end of trials though i was having the same thing yeah, I think like the, ma the matchmaking kind of evens out eventually. Three solo against a three stack, and we were trashing them, and I was like, yeah. this shouldn't be happening. I mean, I assume it's the same for other activities, but with trials especially, the more of it you play, the more accurate the matchmaking gets. Mm. So I assume they all kind of work in a similar fashion. But it just felt pretty rough to be like, I'm running around. I'm not even using any of the meta shit. Like I'm running focusing lens because I'm running solar to get some extra ability damage, but I'm not using abilities on the boss. I'm not contributing to like melting bosses and prime uh, melting primevals and gambit. I'm just kind of on heavy ad clear mode and running yeah. moats and focusing on killing blockers. Cause to me, that's the thing more people need to focus on. Um, yeah. But yeah, then last night we, we were four stacking a bit and stomping some people and basically every, every time that I would look at the roster before we loaded in and I think there was a couple of teams where I noticed players that were like 1250 light or under so I'm like oh they're pretty new I think we're going to be okay I think I would, I would like I would never commit because I don't like go oh yeah we've got this because like you never know right they might be just pulling some bullshit where they're equipping trash gear and then swapping once the match loads or smurf accounts yeah or... it could be anything right but then we would get to like primeval up and they're at like 40 moats <laughs> like okay i think we're okay here 
And there, this is also a... the combination of players that you said doesn't work in Gambit. I think that curse is broken now. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, there were there were games where we were almost at prime and they still hadn't dunked any moats, and we're like, is it? Is I the mean, ticker glitch? No, or... the, I think those those games, if I remember correctly, half of our moats came from draining the other team because we would just true. keep throwing blockers at them. But yeah, there's a couple of us that are like very close to gilding for this season. I have to imagine you're getting close to getting dredging. I've I've switched my focus into leveling for the grand grandmasters. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to get a few of those under my belt this year because I never did them last yeah. year. So, look, if you're I, anything I like me, give them a go. getting your first dredge in will largely come as an accident. You'll get close enough that the active work to finally unlock it is like you'll get that done in like six games. I think I'm five or six out of the 10. Mm. It's just the remaining four are the trickier ones, like don't die in a match, deposit the most modes. Yeah, yeah. The good good company? No, I think I think the one that when you're doing it for the first time that is the worst is having a match where somebody deposits 75 modes without dying. It's something like that. Mm. Um, that one's rough. You have to, the easy, like the best way, um, the only way that any of us got it done was to four stack and let only one it. person run modes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it, it's one of those things that I like Gambit. I don't like going into Gambit with intent other than to do my bounties. I feel like it would take the fun out of Gambit. Yeah. If I just drew, you saw how stressed I got about Army of One. Yeah. And then that's that's a hard one because like. And if, then if now not... now I consistently pop Army of One when yep. I invade. So yeah, that's that's the fuck thing. Like when you're trying to get Army of One, Gambit sucks because unless you're like you overthink it. Well, it's it's more like unless you're someone that usually invades and is somewhat comfortable doing it. It's a massive lift to go up to that. You have to like change your loadout probably and like change how you play in some way. Um, but yeah, the. It's a nice, the kind of the nice thing about once you get to that point where you've got it and you're just trying to gild it is it's like six triumphs. There's a couple of them that are a pain in the ass. This season it was like get rocket launcher kills and gambit, which just take a rocket launcher, wipe out a couple of ad mo ad areas, and you're good. Um, and then the the harder the harder one's good company, but if you're kind of okay at gambit, that'll just happen. You know, mm. it's like get wins either without dying, depositing the most motes, or doing the most damage across the whole match. Um, and those can just happen without you meaning to do anything. What I I think I've done the most damage one a couple of times because with Xenophage, Chaos Reach, uh, yeah. and then someone loading something like Blast Season, Breach and Clear, or yeah. Sleeper at mm. the moment, I think we're running a lot. Mm. Stuff like that. I think I've done the most damage over. Yeah. A couple because i run with my geo mag so i can pop my my yeah. chaos reach pretty quickly yeah um usually with a staggered primeval i can pop it at the beginning and then usually by the end of the primeval's life bar i've popped it again yeah um if i'm not invading because yeah. usually i use chaos reach on an invade or xeno on an invade so I've, yeah. I've done that a couple of times. It's just the other stuff. I'm like, uh. Yeah. When you've got to do something like kind of specific, kind of out of the norm, then it feels mm. like what I would usually do is like run a bunch of gamma matches where you're literally only doing that one thing. Even if it sucks, even if it's like use a weapon archetype that you never use, just grind it until it's done and then you never have to touch it again. Mm. <laughs> There's going to be a few that I'm going to have to sit down with a four stack and be like, look, here's the intent yeah. of this afternoon. Yeah. I need to get closer to getting these done. Yeah. But for now, I'm just having a good time playing Gambit, getting pages, getting candy, accidentally doing stuff for Dredgen. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the good shit. Mm. Your camera is having a nightmare. Um, what else have we got this week? Um, trying to think because I've... I basically just went and did a bunch of page runs and mm. uh, lost sectors and a few strikes. I haven't done much this week, but, it, you know, it only came out yesterday. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, in between now and then, how did trials go this week, last weekend? Uh, yeah, I, I ran a bunch. Um, it's basically back to normal trials. Um, 
What was the map? Javelin. Javelin, yes. Not my favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one with, like, the big outdoor kind of area. you got the hangar. Yes. Um, I Like, I had some really good matches, again, like, with the the flawless pool and the matchmaking kind of learning how not good I am at trials. Um, it ends up putting me in the right place. I didn't start playing trials until Sunday, so until the flawless pool was already in there. Um, it felt pretty good. Yeah. It felt pretty I'm good. I'm still having a good time. Yeah, like I, it was it was a map I hadn't played trials on before, but having played trials for the last you know, the three weeks we've had at this season, I was already starting to do the thing of this is not a good angle, this is a good angle. Here's where I should lane. Here's where I do and don't have cover. I'm starting to like look at it differently. Of, uh, it's not six on six, just run in, capture zones, do whatever. It's like no, you kind of have to be able to hold your own a little. And there were times where I, I've started to like push myself a little bit of like, oh, I can, I, I'm going to go in on this one on one or even a one on two and just try it and getting more comfortable with the loadout I was running. Mm. And it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually found myself, myself sliding into old, like, once again, CS and siege habits mm. of uh, checking for crosses. Mm -hmm. And that's not a thing. I have done in a long time, like people who listen to this who might have played CSGO, especially on Dust 2, you would always check doors for cross. Mm -hmm. And there is that that little thing in um in between the center spot and B where you can check for crosses down there. But it is one of those angles where it does leave you pretty in the open if they decide to pop the corner. But yeah, it's super simple at the beginning of the map to get out there with a scout rifle wait for a cross, see if you can dink someone and then just call the cross, let someone know that at least one of them's on B. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was an interesting map because it's kind of like you can go a couple of ways basically into any area. And so you think you've got like one angle covered and then one player on the other team has decided to flank. That's always the thing that gets me is like, you can see two of them, your team, one of your teammates, two of your teammates might be with you, but then someone just comes around a corner, gets a grenade in the right spot. Yeah, with a horde was big on this map. Uh, with a horde is big at the moment in uh, PvP. Most things, yeah. Um, less so, I think, in Javelin because there's less of those like tight corridors where you get jammed up inside with the grenade. Um, it's a bit easier to kind of, uh, you know, jump out of a with a horde and kind of get away from it. But it still got me a few times. I would say mm -hmm. just less than maybe the last couple of maps we've had the rotation yeah that's true yeah but that's good yeah. got, got a couple of trials engrams you know focused them out trying to get trying to like fine-tune a couple of roles um yeah like i like I, finally... I like my messenger i want something else other than heating up next to head seeker ideally um i don't know i haven't like I'm, I'm not someone who goes and looks at the possible roles to work out exactly what i want and try to get that but i'm just like uh i like this gun I'm going to keep dropping them. Maybe something drops and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a little more my speed, but head seeker is real nice as a perk on it because it hits so good. Yeah. I'm chasing a decent role on Shayora's Wrath. Now I finally dropped it. It's yeah. a very nice submachine gun. Mm -hmm. just, I need a role that works better for my play style. Yeah. And it, it's honestly, yeah, you might have to grind a little bit, but, it's easy to get those trials engrams mm. and then focusing them is actually not that expensive. So you can kind of just target farm a specific weapon, which is so yeah. good. Uh, Destiny's real good at the moment. Uh, I think it's going to stay this way for a while too. Like I yeah. don't see them shitting the bed with Witch Queen. No. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine. So I, I watched that and, showcase. Holy shit! Yeah, and and they're just like every every new hire I see on Twitter. It, their team is just getting stronger and stronger. Like they're hiring people from the community. They're yeah. hiring artists who have made fan art yeah. for a decade yeah. to come in and help design new armor and 
you know, they've got the people who are using the transmog system to make destiny fashion mm -hmm. and are hiring them to help work on UI. And it's not just people who have experience in that area. They're upskilling these people. Yeah. They're artists that they're taking from the community and upskilling. Yeah. Some of them they're are like active members on Twitter that they're taking for their social teams and upskilling them. And yeah. that's amazing. Some of them are people that like I've been seeing on destiny Twitter for a while, like, you know, posting art they've done, posting animations, and then they get hired at like an associate or junior level. And then it's like, okay, so they, to me, that kind of says like, they look good, but it might've taken them a long time to produce that work. Bungie have recognized that and they're bringing them into like, as you said, kind of lift yeah. them up in terms of like real professional game studio artwork, you know? It's, yeah, it's real nice to see. It's like, who Good better to work on a game than the fans? Like the people who know the game inside and yeah, out. Yeah, there's always, there's the always a, end. a fine line there of like, and, I, you know, Bungie I don't expect would be victim to this, but it's very easy to exploit the passion of a fan into unpaid work. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they're the, they're the type to do it, but there's certainly stories of that in the industry. Um. I could also see, you know, these people have spent years doing this stuff out of like fan projects. There's already that kind of like, it's almost like an imbalance of excitement where they're like, mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I love it. And they're like, we're going to pay you to do this specific thing. And they might just overwork themselves because of that kind of built up um, emotion, I guess, you know? But it is reassuring to see this discourse happening on Twitter and a lot of. Bungie employees coming out saying, no, Bungie pushed for us to take our PTO. Yeah. They've told us we can unionize if they want. They've they've got paternity leave. They've got yeah. maternity leave. Like they're they're doing the right, the right thing. And yeah. you know, a lot of people are reporting back and being like, our team, our team leaders check in on us. Our team leaders are all trained as well. Mm. Like, and I'm like, that's really good. Just yeah. from a fan perspective, I'd hate to be enjoying content. That yeah, comes out of not great conditions. Like, especially as I've gotten older, it's a thing that I am looking at in a little more scrutiny, I guess, is like the conditions under which the games I enjoy get created. Um, all the classic stories of crunch and what that does to people. Um, there, there are times where like that, that decision is hard to make of, I, I really like this particular game or franchise. I want to play it i want to support the people that make it i don't want to support the systems under which it was created and a boycott unless they have asked me to do that is not valid yeah, you know i'm not it, crossing a picket line i'm not helping anyone i'm actually hurting them probably by not, by not putting some money towards yeah you know it's it, it gets real messy real fast um it's so it's, it's nice very to, nuanced. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nice to see that the game I've put thousands of hours into is apparently made under good conditions. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's kind of reassuring, um, and it's you know all the other benefits of like the friends that I've made along the way and all that all that stuff that ties me to it. Um, it's kind of nice. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how long Festival Loss actually runs for. I think usually it's like a three or four week thing. Usually. Um, you and I are talking about some potential stream plans. That's probably yeah. all we can say about it for now. There's nothing really locked in just yet, but um, towards the end of the month, um, we'll have more to, maybe more to talk about next week. Because um, that'll be... Oh, right, right before the weekend, where I think we were we were talking about it, um, or thereabouts, around Halloween, um, we'll do some spooky streaming, run a bunch of run a bunch of nonsense, maybe say goodbye to some Tangle Shore locations. Who knows? Maybe go in there and get spooky. <laughs> Turn up for tragedy in the Tangle Shore. Turn up for tragedy in the fucking nightfall. No, the the nightclub <laughs> lost sector. Um, get in there and just do dance emotes to Paul McCartney's Bad Destiny song. It's a hope no. for the future. I just... <laughs> I don't remember Do that one else. now, please. Oh, <laughs> yes. Meetfulmonday.com. 
you can do it lucky. right now, please. That man is a mess. <laughs> a treasure and a curse. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else for this week. I don't have anything on my list. No, I think we've covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just we're knuckling down for Festival of the Lost. I think both of us want to branch out from the podcast into some spooky streamingness. A little bit. So that I haven't, also... I haven't done it in probably about as long as you have, like a year, a year and a half, maybe something like that. I keep meaning yeah, to. As I to as I learned yesterday, again. as I learned yesterday, it's just about hitting that start stream button just and then just it. going. You just, just got to bully yourself into you it. Just got to send it. Uh, maybe this weekend I'll dust the cobwebs off. Do some spooky streams. So I guess we'll start chatting about that maybe more on our individual socials. Which we don't link to from this. <laughs> Rip. Um, I'll put that shit in the description down below. About that. Yeah, I'll put a whole bunch of links. Um, um, click on those. Check us out. <laughs> I, I did not think about that before now. Not that we've ever once. like made reference to it before, but... Now that we have, I feel obliged to go and put some links in. Yeah. We'll do a, do a Halloween stream, oh, birthday oh, stream. The only tease I'm going to drop for the Halloween ideas that we have is that we have basically bought matching outfits. <laughs> uh, correction. Yes. They're not just any matching outfits. Yes. They're matching pajamas. We've real homies I, now. We got matching gym jams, the, my guy. Mine is actually a tracksuit. It's not pajamas. I couldn't, I couldn't get quite. A, I, it's a, it looks the same, but it is essentially sweats. It's not specifically pajamas. Anyway, it's a distinction that doesn't need to be made. We're gonna look very spooky, very similar. Um, you, you've gone full full gamer mode with the with the lights behind you. I need to figure out a similar situation. I think uh, before then, but I've got plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, two weeks. Yes. Uh, we'll do something. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's cozy little Halloween hang. Oh, people will be able to experience how cursed we actually are. Yes. This is, I mean, as much as the editing on this show is pretty light. Um, we are still pretty restrained. <laughs> the energy is a little held back. Yeah. The, 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 the stream is a little bit closer to how we are in private Discord servers. <laughs> so tune in for that. Uh, more info to come. Uh, like I said, probably next week, I think. We'll, we'll, we'll chat at the weekend. We'll figure out what, what the fuck we're actually doing. Well, I mean, now that we've mentioned it on the pod, unless you edit it out, um, no. we're no. holding ourselves accountable. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just toss this one up in the air. And then me in two weeks is going to remember that I did that and try to catch it. Something like that. I'm not sure what the metaphor I... is here. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to change my nails. I think I've got an orange. I've definitely got black polish. I'll, I'm pretty sure I've got something that is orange or orange adjacent. Hell yeah. I'm going to go in. I am not going to wear a pumpkin on my head though. I did just, that thought just crossed my mind. I could hollow a pumpkin out and just, I don't think the headphones are going to fit. The logistics of that isn't... I would need a very big pumpkin to get it over both my large noggin and these headphones and not damage anything. Hmm. I will think about this some more. <laughs> <laughs> the logistics of wearing a pumpkin. It's already bad. It will smell terrible. It's just, But like, I, I don't carve a face into the actual... the. The pumpkin itself, it's just a hole, and then it's just my human face just in the pumpkin. <laughs> Some sort of weird, like, Victorian-era scuba diver? Like, yes. Pumpkin spaceman? Yes. Hand me the pumpkin, I'm going diving. <laughs> that sucks. All right. Um, you did it to yourself. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did. I really did, and that's why it hurts. Um, okay, that's going to do it for uh, episode 10 Averico Blueberry. Um, if you found this entertaining and you're still here, hit the subscribe button, follow us around places. There will be links in the description to things we probably should have had, should have had in there a while ago. Um, 
so that if people want to follow specifically you or I, they can do so. I'll throw, I'll throw, I'll throw links in there to the Twitch channels as well, just so okay. that people are, people are ready, are, are aware of the web destination under which we will do some of those streams. Um, I think you, you've got more concrete plans to do more before then. Uh, I do not. I need to redo a bunch of graphics before I, before I hit that. Um, but thank you all for watching, as ever. Um, stay spooky. Get out there. Play some Destiny. Don't forget to touch grass. Don't be like a certain someone and finish the entire seasonal event two days into it. Or do. Like, if that's your life and you enjoy that. <laughs> It's not for me. I got a job. (laughs) I got a job that makes me work on weekdays. So it means I can't live like that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. For more spooky content. Or scuffed. Both. (gasps) Spuffed. Mm, No. Scoofed. I don't know what's worse. <laughs>